0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, it is February and it is 50 degrees, but also 60 miles per hour wind.
1: The wind is crazy. <laughs> if you have small children, hang on to them. That's right. Because they're going to go up, up and away.
0: They will. They will totally be blown away because
1: 60 miles per hour is yeah. whipping around out there. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the typical February.
0: It is not at all. I love the 50 degrees. I do not like this wind, but we digress. Yes. All right. So, Jill, we are going to throw out an urban word of the week. What is it today?
1: OK, the urban word is Disney OK, so it is the act of taming the world to make it all safe, clean and completely similar to the theme park. To remove the sharp edges and darkness that is life.
0: Well, that is very interesting. I marvel at the adults that love Disney. I I believe we talked about Disney once or twice on the podcast previously. Uh, Before COVID, went to Disney three times in one year. As an adult, did not enjoy it and again marvel that there are adults that are more crazed about it than children but i will say this it is clean it is orderly it is uniform like that part is
1: fascinating yeah to run a big organization like that that's what i want to know about dizzy i want to go behind the scenes mm-hmm. how do you run this mm-hmm. you know how did you determine how all this trash mm-hmm. picking it up and all that right that's what i want to know
0: i think they actually legitimately have a tour that is behind the scenes
1: okay so you that's could go what i would want to know about yeah, disney absolutely. if i'm with you i'm like i think it's kind of like when people talk about oh, you studied accounting. People either love it or they hate it. <laughs> and I think that's kind of how Disney is. <laughs> You either love it or you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, thank you. So yeah. I see Disney's purpose. It's just not for me. Right. Right. And I'm glad it's there for other people. Right. You know, it makes them a better person. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, speaking of other people,
0: we have chosen a nutritionist I can't say that tonight. <laughs> A nutritionist. Oh, my. Let A me try to say Yeah. A an emotionally nutritious. That's exactly why I couldn't say it. I was putting the wrong word first. An emotionally nutritious word, words, set of words for tonight. And it is attuned to others.
1: Yeah. You know, we have our list of words that mm-hmm. we look at and we kind of choose which one is speaking to us. And attuned to others um, makes me stop and you know reflect have I been attuned to others mm-hmm. you know so much when you have something unpleasant going on in your life you kind of do like a, a word throw up with people and you're just like rah, 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 sure. and it's all coming out and then it's like well let me do a reflection am I attuned to others am I? You know, being receptive and aware of others. Mm-hmm. Or am I just talking all about me? Right. Well, as you know,
0: Jill, my word for 2023 is understanding, and I'm hoping to seek better understanding of others. And I told you earlier that I feel like I'm failing miserably because I'm finding myself in situations where I am doing the majority of the talking and some of it's okay. Like I'm being asked questions or I'm meeting new people. So I get that part, but I then do wonder too, like, wow, am I so oblivious to other people because I'm talking and am I not attuned to others and what they're going through, what their needs are? Have I tuned them out? And have I only just been so focused on me and I think as a society we are so selfish. We are so worried about instant satisfaction. We want gratification at the, you know, snap of a finger. And that just leads us to lose sight of other people because we're so concerned about what we get. And that I think lessens
1: how in tune we might be attuned with others. Yeah, and I think too when we talk about oh, when oh, I can do, I can do so many things all at one time, mm-hmm. and it's like no, no, you can't because your brain needs to focus on one mm-hmm. thing. So sometimes when you know you're all concerned and your life feels like it's crumbling, and it's really it's nothing, uh-huh. but from your perspective, it feels that way. I think at that point in time is when you have to stop and say, okay, let me focus on one thing at a time, Mm -hmm. put it in perspective. And then many times when you put it in perspective, you can come out of yourself and then you can be more attuned to others. Sure. Because, you know, that's walking with others in what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell myself a lot of times, you know, slow down. Be present, be here, be now. And I think that's especially important with elderly people. Because not only physically do they slow down, but you know, mentally, you know, they may not be as sharp as they were. Sure. They're still sharp, but not as they were. Right. So you need to to give them the time. And and I think when I say attuned with others, that's what I feel is, you know, let me walk with them at their pace for sure. You know, not, okay, hurry up. Come on. We got to go. It's like, no, let me walk with them at their pace and actually enjoy it. Right. Not be concerned about
0: what are you missing out on? What could, what else could you be doing? Where could you be? But this is, this is what I need to be doing. This is where I am and I am truly enjoying what I'm going through.
1: Yeah. And I think many times when you do that you change your attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, so the thing that felt so overwhelming it's nothing. Right. You know, you're kind of embarrassed that you even were that ridiculous about it. Right. Me. I think when
0: you stop and you think about what are my options and then you realize, "Oh my gosh, I actually have options." You do. You feel a little foolish because you were so lost in a moment of not understanding exactly what was in front of you.
1: Yeah. I think, and it's right there for the taking.
0: Absolutely. You know, every
1: day we're surrounded by people and, you know, we can make that shift to be attuned with them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just the act of caring for sure. You know, and it's like, Oh, I didn't know they cared. Right. And it could just be, it's a 10 minute conversation.
0: I was having a conversation with a colleague, and she was really fired up about you know an email and was asking me for some guidance on a response. And you know she really wanted to come back at this person and, well, this is what you have to do, and this is why you have to do it this way. You know, just really emphatic and definitive. And i I said that certainly is an option. How would you feel if you received that? If you were reaching out and you were voicing your frustration, even if you might share some of the responsibility for that frustration, how would you feel if what you got back was, yeah, you're the worst thing in the world? You know, what if you responded with what is preventing you from correcting this, or how can we work together to do things, you know, and that I think Jill goes to your point of, you know, how can you meet someone where they are? How can you figure out what they're going through by taking a look at what you're going through?
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just questions. Yes. Questions on, you know, really, I can sense you're upset, so, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so many times that can just, you know, get rid of the elephant in the room, just have a genuine conversation. Right. And you can bridge that that gap that was there mm-hmm. and kind of get back on the same page, be attuned together. Mm-hmm. And I tried to think of relationships that are naturally where someone's attuned with someone. And I think when a baby's born, the baby cannot speak, but it cries. And you know, the mom and the and the dad, the parents, they have to learn what those different cries mean. Right. And they get attuned, you know, with you know, their child
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: they get to know them so well. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And I think even now knowing my mom is in her eighties and I'm in my fifties, she can still sense and be attuned with me. And when I am feeling an emotion, I think she's feeling an emotion,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? So it's, it's really, um, a beautiful thing when you think about this kind of relationships.
0: Absolutely. I think about tuning a piano and you don't just tune one chord, right? Like when you have someone out, they have to go note by note, you know, they press the key and they find the chord. And if, because if you only tune one, all the rest may still be out of And it just out of tune. And it just is important to understand that that's how we can be too. So if we're not focusing in on other people and especially those that are around us, we might think we're okay. But if we're not paying attention to people around us, we might be losing opportunities to give and to share and really just to grow and to learn And I think that that's really
1: what this life is all about—is that connectivity to each other. Yes, it is. You know, and I and I would say, you know, a challenge to people. I love your challenges, Jill. Yeah, you know, just kind of sit back and sit quietly with people that you're surrounded with, and try to tune in, and you know, sense what's happening, you know, with them, with their emotions, with their life, and let them see through your actions, not your words, that you are in tune with them.
0: I love it. That is a great challenge. With that, here's your weekly dose of hope. Bye-bye.
1: If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at 2 Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number 2-G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.